You're listening to the NFL on TuneIn. It's No Huddle with Brian Weber and Cordell Stewart. Pleased to be joined by the longtime radio voice of the Cleveland Browns. Jim, thanks so much for taking the time. Let's start with what you've seen so far from Brock Osweiler. And do you think he's already won the starting job? Well, I think if he's won it, and there's a lot of indication that he he has won it, I think it's more of a reason that they're very, very concerned about putting Deshaun Kaiser in right away as the starting quarterback. I mean, in their master plan, I think if you go back into the offseason, I think that number one in line was Cody Kessler. If he could come in and handle the position, he would be the starting quarterback for the Browns, and then they would probably do something you know, either cut Brock Osweiler or try and trade him and then really bring Kaiser along. But Kessler wasn't able to do that. Osweiler's come in right now. Um, You know, what he's got going for him is he's played in games before in the NFL. He's won some games in the NFL. He won a playoff game last year. Nobody else in the Browns quarterback room has done that. But I think overall, if he is the starting quarterback, and I do get that gut feeling that he is going to be the guy at the beginning of the year, it's more because they don't want to rush Deshaun Kaiser in. I think they feel that they've done that in the past here, and it hasn't worked. Jim, when you look at how the Cleveland Browns are playing, especially on the defensive side, uh, having Coach Greg Williams on that side, he's he's really creative when it comes to positioning guys to be able to make plays, disguises, so on and so forth. But when you look at how, and correct me if I'm wrong when I say his name, Brian Calhoun, um, when it came to the hit on Odell Beckham, give me your take on was it questionable, was it a questionable hit or not? You know, uh, he's a, yeah, he's a young defensive back. I, you know, when the play happened, obviously, bang, bang, play. Uh, you know, I, I thought it was. I thought he was within the range of it. it. It's a questionable play. There's no doubt about it. It's, it's a play that obviously injured Odell Beckham Jr. I don't know what the extent is. Haven't followed that today. But certainly he was very concerned about it last night. But I thought Cordell, bang, bang, I thought that he was within the range of making a football play and that was his play to make at that time to get him down. But I can understand the Giants' side of things. I mean, that's a big-time wide receiver for them in the second preseason game after he hadn't played in the first preseason game. They wanted to get him in and get him out and certainly not be put into that position that he was last night. But, you know, I didn't think that that goes to any kind of, you know, line that points back to Greg Williams or how he's teaching them how to play defense. I think everyone here is very pleased, finally, that they are playing some defense here. (laughs) That has been lacking, you know, through the years here. Chatting with Jim Donovan, radio voice of the Cleveland Browns. To amplify your point about defense, we don't want to put too much pressure on Miles Garrett, but Cleveland used the number one overall pick on him for a reason. How good do the Browns think he can be? Oh, I think they think he's going to be really, really good. Um, You know, he he works incredibly hard, uh, and he's got tremendous physical skills just walking through the front door of the building. Um, He's very quietly determined to be the best, and that's very important for him to be the best. And so far, he's done everything I think that they've expected him to do and probably even, you know, move beyond that. I mean, I think they were a little worried about him being one-dimensional at times and, you know, just a pass rusher, but he's played the run very well. Uh, he gets to the quarterback. He hits the quarterback. He got his first sack last night. And again, he's on a, you know, he's on kind of a pitch count right now because it is the preseason. But I really believe that they think he's going to be an extremely gifted player here and a very special player that they'll build that defense around him 
and their other first-round pick, Jabril Peppers, who's in the back of that defense in the secondary, and they've been doing a lot of fun things with him through Greg Williams. You know, up on the line of scrimmage, uh, kind of in that monster back kind of role, back in this, back at both safety spots, you know, an electric punt returner. But on defense, I mean, those two guys seem to be the foundation of finally some defensive players that are really going to make this unit special. When it comes to how this team actually looks so far, um, from what I've seen, just the body language, because I'm all about body language. As a former player, right. coaches always say the body language tells everything about a football team. If you have to look at the body language and what you saw last night, this preseason so far, is this a much better look in a sense of how the guys are moving in comparison uh, to teams in the past? Yeah, I think so. For a couple of reasons. Number one, it's just a better team. I mean, they, they are – you know, infusing some better talent here. I mean, the ability to get Jamie Collins last year and then more importantly to keep him and to get him signed to a deal was very, very important for them. You know, Cordell, the Browns players, coaches, fans, everybody in Northeast Ohio, nobody wants to go through what we all went through last year, a one-win season that was really a wide right field goal away from being an 0-16 season. Nobody wants to go through that again. So just with that being the theme, they've come with a lot more pep in their step and more determined to get that bad taste out of their mouths. But the other thing is, I mean, they really have, uh, I think, you know, I think they have the right guy as head coach. I think those players really rally around him. I think they love playing for him. Um, And if he can get his unit going and his expertise, the quarterback position and the offense – to match what's starting to really be seen out on the field as a dramatic improvement on defense. Now I think things are going. I think long-term, the Browns are looking to improve this year, hit on those five picks that they have, you know, very high in the upcoming draft after this season with two in the first round and three in the second round. So five really high picks in the first two rounds of the draft. Hit on those picks, hopefully. And now you're ready to really roll. But I think it's I think there's dramatic improvement over what I've seen and certainly last year. We're chatting with Jim Donovan, play by play man for the Cleveland Browns Radio Network. Jim, how are things coming together at the running back position? We saw a lot of Duke Johnson last night before he got banged up. Yeah, you know, the problem has been uh, that that the offensive line, which they put a ton of money into during a free agency by getting a new center and J.C. Treader, bringing Kevin Zeitler over from the Bengals. They re-upped with their left guard, Joel Batonio. And, and, you know, so they really did put an awful lot of investment into that because the offensive line was a, a big, big problem for them last year. I think that the running game is going to be leaned on heavily. Now, Isaiah Crowell did not play last night. He had a groin injury, so he's expected maybe to play this week, but certainly in the Steelers game and the opening game of the regular season. So, I, you know, Hugh Jackson has said, listen, we have to run the ball. We have to take the pressure off of our quarterback, and we think that we'll be able to run it with a good offensive line when it's all put together and when they're out on the field together. And Joe Thomas has not played yet during the preseason. He'll play Saturday night. So I think that the running backs, you know, will really benefit from that offensive line. And, and then I think everything, you know, would become a little bit easier for whoever the quarterback is, if they could run the football, because they uh, they did not do it last year, but it was mostly dictated because they fell behind so quickly and by so much in mostly every game. Jim, when you look at the national anthem being played yesterday, you saw, I'd say, what, a dozen of guys uh, kneeling yeah. and praying during the national anthem. 
How do you think uh, the movement in the National Football League is actually going in a sense of guys are recognizing the cause behind this? And and I know Coach Hugh Jackson went on his spiel and, you know, he read his letter and everything, but these guys are taking this bull by the horn and trying to take control of it by sending messages that they're all about equality. They're about uh, being against police brutality, inequality, and injustice. Give me your take on the feeling around the city, let alone within the complex when it came to the guys actually kneeling during the national anthem. I think there was a bit of surprise, Cordell, because they had not done that, and they had a home game in their first game against the Saints, and and there was there was uh, not one player, you know, showing any sense of of protest or you know or obliging to taking a knee during the national anthem. So when it happened last night. I don't think anybody at first was even looking towards it because it hadn't happened before and it didn't happen last week when they played the Saints. In the city, I have to be honest with you, I don't know that it's playing that well right now here in Cleveland. Blue-collar town, you know, people, uh, you know, go to work every day. I mean, you know, you were over here many, many times, so you know what it's all about. I'm getting a sense from people in Cleveland today that they are a little upset with it because you have a, you know, an onslaught of people saying, hey, listen, I'm proud of my country. They're not hearing the players' reason for doing that. I don't know that the, the Browns' 12 players that were involved in that last night during the, the national anthem explained themselves very well in the postgame locker room. Jim, we appreciate the information. Thanks so much for giving us a few minutes a day on the NFL on TuneIn. You've been listening to No Huddle with Brian Weber and former Steelers quarterback Cordell Slash Stewart live on the NFL on TuneIn. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown! The National Football League is on TuneIn.